This is getting better and better. Is that her? Oh, can you guys see that? Oh! Jordan Jones. Hi, guys. How are you? Did we go relentless, mama? Figured it out. I'm like so happy I figured it out. Good for you. What is behind you? Holy cow. That's a bookcase. Book, a bookshelf. I was literally running from appointments and am at like a party at someone's house, a, a work party for a friend of mine, and I had to use his house. So I'm, that's where I'm at. <laughs> wow. That's quite a bookshelf behind you. Have you read any of those books behind you? No, I do Audible. Oh, good, good. So the books are just for show. Well, they're not my books, so I don't know. Oh, so I know the right. company well, that makes maybe them. Maybe you should I know still the company. take them home. I know, yeah, right? The company I have a bookshelf in my living room that this is the same company, but mine is like, it looks like a circular staircase. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's I've the same that. company. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Miles, does yours company. have plants all over it? Not yet. I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble growing plants. It will. Are you? Why? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's because I get in the living room, I get very little light. Hmm. So so I went out and bought... I have, I'm, I'm Miles lives in a dungeon. Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit this. I bought some fake plants. So I have a couple of fake ones Ooh. and I've been doing you did. I've been investigating I've been investigating plants that don't need a lot of light. Um, yeah. wow. So that, yeah. So that's like somebody admitting to the fact that they got butt implants for you. Is it <laughs> like plants and food? That is your whole life. That's so it, you're right. So having butt implants. Yeah. You know how many people do Miles that right now? Answer. So many people do that. That what, or they have the fat yeah. Yeah, or they have the fat injected into them, like to yeah. make them bigger. Yeah. Well, I just like learned it recently. More. Yeah, that's a huge business nowadays. I can't believe it. I know. They should take that's some. Of the, they could take some of the fat out of my ass and sell it. I got enough back there. <laughs> yeah, you do. What is going on with you? What are you drinking over there that's making you so fat in Ohio? Well, right now I'm drinking tea and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to say there's tea. wine there. I know that there is. <laughs> oh, I know you know. I know you know. <laughs> hey, hey, cheers. <laughs> cheers. What What do you have it's there, good to see you. That looked, that looked like an O'Doul's. It's a... Oh, I well, thought it was Bex. Oh, you had a little dose There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's, uh, so are you the most interesting woman on this podcast then? I guess today, yes. I, <laughs> I guess so. Jordan, awesome. Jordan, you're one of the most interesting women on the whole goddamn planet. <laughs> Thank you. There you have it. Yeah, we've had, what, we've had what? a lot of good conversations over time. Miles. Oh, yeah. I miss our conversations. I know. I miss you. I wish you would yeah, just be back to Utah already. We used to have, like, at, you know, one of the things, one of the one of my early memories, how I knew you were an extreme person of interest is we there was one day we had this tremendous conversation we kind of just met and then you came in a couple of days later and i came over to you. we started to pick up where we left off and you stopped me you literally stopped me and said i love talking to you and this and that but i gotta get this workout done and that showed me like the priorities i was like wow well i felt like i felt like one of those when a, a woman says when a man when a man dismisses her She's like really attracted to him. I felt the same way. I'm like, she just, <laughs> what? What? I really like her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know. But we would talk. We know what your trigger is. We, like we just have to diss you. The what? What's that? 
We just have to diss Miles, and then he likes us. That's the way it goes. That's how it works. Well, you have yeah. to be interesting to diss me. Like, if you're an idiot, you diss me. I'm actually glad. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so that doesn't work for me, then. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It. So fun. So <laughs> well, and with that, folks, start, we want to well, start the podcast. I want, I want the background. And I know what made like, it start the podcast? podcast. Yeah. yeah. So we started. Um, we started the podcast because we had nothing else to do. We were sitting around uh, like Cheech and Chong, just smoking weed in the basement. And we thought, let's start <laughs> something where we could just talk to people. Right. Um, no, but honestly, we started it because I noticed some things it, that happened during the pandemic. And I saw people and, and, you know, I've been in health and fitness for over 20 years. And so I saw a lot of ups and downs with people throughout the years. Yeah. And I there's some people though that are in my life i guess that have stayed in my life because i'm very selective about the people that i keep in my life that have truly evolved and continue to grow and progress and those people are fascinating to me because they're people who have truly applied certain principles that have grown and evolved and become different people mm -hmm. and so when we saw the pandemic hit I think one of our guests, Scott Kelly, he talked about it best where he said that it was it was almost this, um, it, it sped up time. If you were fit, you became more fit. If you were not fit, you became less fit. If you were unhealthy, you became more unhealthy. And so it sped time up for everybody. And I thought, God, you know what? One thing that we could do is start a podcast where we could interview fascinating people that have made an evolution in their life that have created something that's really interesting fascinating or have really just thrown themselves out there and become bold uh, growth mindset type people and so that's where it came from um, you know years and years ago jordan i don't know if you know this i had a radio show in salt lake city on the weekends and i was always told that i had a face for radio and so i said well let's do ah. something like that again <laughs> uh, i think you've told me that line before yeah Thank that. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. Um, and so I thought, let's let's start something with the uh, podcast. So over some conversations uh, between Miles and then we had another co-host, Casey, who's taken some time off. Uh, we decided that this was the direction we wanted to go in. So that's kind of how we got the podcast going. Yeah. So we're excited to have you joining us today. Uh, and with that, yeah. folks, we want to welcome you to another episode of the Evolve Podcast. Uh, the man who is still hung over from his Donald Trump, uh, Donald J. Trump birthday bash in Overland, Ohio is W. Miles Riley. Welcome, Miles. Really? That's where you're taking me? That's where you're taking me? You're taking me there? Hey, really? It was really? Trump's birthday this last week, and I know you had your MAGA hat on. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who just the guy who just scraped MAGA off of his hat and put Evolve on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we'll take that. And melting in the mountains of Utah, I am Steve Cutler. Today's guest is the relentless mama herself, Jordan Jones. Welcome, Jordan. Jordan Jones. Thank you. I'm excited. So this is a really says, special, special, special. This is a special one today, folks. All right, I, I want you to hang on. Much, hang on every word that Jordan here, says. I do. Okay. I All right. Drink another. So go left hand, not right hand. Right hand is, is wine. Left hand is tea. There you go. Left so Jordan says... I'm a single mom of three boys, passionate about fitness, family, and the outdoors. I'm a social media influencer and CEO. I'm extremely passionate about the outdoors, especially fly fishing. 
I love to explore, be in tune with myself and nature and uh, empower others to live the same way. It's my ambition to inspire others to live as I do, which is relentlessly. Whether it's getting creative with improvement projects, traveling to new places or teaching my kids how to fly fish, I choose to live my fullest. Uh, so Jordan, we're excited to have you on the podcast, but you know I got to break it yeah. to you. I'm, I'm taking the title from you. Okay, what you are no longer you're no longer relentless. I'm relentless. <laughs> I'm going to be called the relentless Papa. You know what's funny? Instead of an Instagram with that. Oh, that's creepy. What? Well, relentless Papa. That's me. All my stuff. I'm like ah. <laughs> that is super creepy. But I'm taking the title because it took me multiple messages to you to get your bio sent over to us. And I, at some point I told Miles, I'm like, we're just going to have Jordan introduce herself because we have no bio for her. Uh, so I'm now relentless. I'm not going to do Papa. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, I've stolen your title from you, uh, but I'm not going to be relentless Papa. Yeah. Can't take that one. I got to change it apparently because there's yeah. a relentless Papa that is trolling you. Yeah, you, you did pretty good, though. I feel like you asked me, like, once or twice, and you didn't, like, bother me too much. People usually, like, really get on me about getting those things done. But it's been a little crazy. I got in town this week and just getting babies and kiddos back in the routine and everything. So took a little longer. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Well, you're super busy. So tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Uh, you've got to always have a ton of projects going on. What's keeping you busy oh, yeah. right now? Um, besides toddlers, um, <laughs> um, twins, right? Twin boys. Twins are two identical. Um, and then I have my 11 year old son as well. I was going to say, don't you have a grown man named Bentley living with you? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. And he's so stinking cute. He's the best big brother ever. And he just takes care of him and so cute. And he's out for summer and, you know, still want to have like the fun house for all the kids and still be present. So I like work from home. Um, and still kind of juggle the kids. So so talk about all these different projects or the different businesses that you're involved in. What are um, you doing right now? So I'm, I mean, I'm always kind of doing a few things at once. Um, so my Relentless Mama business, um, I run it through a couple different pages. Like I have a Relentless Mama Fit page too. And I do training with clients, fitness training. Um, online okay. and in person. But that's actually probably uh, become a smaller part of what I do, even though I did that mostly, uh, mostly training for years, right? It's um, been a big part of your life for a long time, right? Well, yeah, a huge part of my life. And I mean, I'm still all about fitness and, and for the most part being um, aware of that. Uh, Miles, do you hear that? People I do. All about fitness. Okay. I'm all listening right. to all that right fitness. now. Thanks. Yep. All right, sorry. Steve, Steve has been writing me about my fitness because I've kind of slowed down and he's just been on me. He's been on me and, and actually appreciate oh, is that what we're calling it? We're calling it slowing down. I thought that when somebody was stopped at a stoplight, even though it was green, <laughs> I thought that was called stop. Is this, an, is this a podcast or an intervention? Because I'm here for the intervention. Yes. Wow. Yes. Right, so, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, so I haven't really, even seen you in forever. No, it's I actually appreciate it because because of this pandemic and the lockdown, yeah. like I literally had nothing to do. I mean, I had a little brief moment of exercise and I stopped. It's, but as I tell Steve, I eat really well. I eat probably better than most people in the country. So that's the one. 
yeah. saving grace, but I have not been working out the way. And it's one of the reasons why I look at your page all the time, because sometimes I'll look at your page and I go, what is Jordan doing? Maybe I can get some inspiration from her. Because <laughs> recently you know I had looked at, you were, doing, um, you were doing hip hinges with some mobile oil <laughs> canisters. <laughs> Oh, I didn't and I thought, see this. What? And I thought, I thought if she could do that, I could get my ass up and do something. I legit did <laughs> do that. Like you know I did do that really in my garage with because my twins and like in the summer last year, yeah. I didn't have help at all. And uh -huh. I couldn't even get to the gym. And so I was just doing garage workouts and finding whatever I could to lift. And I'm like, team, no excuses. <laughs> I was, I was literally, no, I was realistically inspired because I really remember looking at it thinking, okay, wait a minute. I've got all these toys here. I can improvise. So I got to take a page out of Jordan's book. Because if she can do hip hinges with mobile oil, I, I got some stuff here. So I was literally inspired by that. I love that you like noticed that. I don't, I like barely remember doing that. So you said it. That's yeah. right. So you're doing, Jordan, you're doing the fitness, but that's kind of a smaller piece. Yeah. So what are some of the other larger pieces of the Relentless Mama business? So like fly fish, doing fly fishing um, has always been like the bigger like pull for me um, just because I love to, like, I love to be out in the mountains. I love that. Like it's what I'm passionate about. Um, mm -hmm. And so just doing that kind of grew my Relentless Mama page was all of the fly fishing and things like that with my boys over the years. Um, and so right now I've actually just been really busy talking to companies, um, and signing contracts and things to get things going, um, for more sponsorships and some projects that I have going on that I'm going to be coming out with. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot more on YouTube and I've been filming a bunch actually, um, it just hasn't come out as fast as I'd like it to. So still getting all of that edited and, but it's always ongoing. So. So a lot of outdoors and you, you've spent a lot of your life outdoors. So talk a little bit about that. You, you got into fly fishing. Um, you spent a lot of time outdoors. Where, where's the inspiration behind that? Um, so I grew up with my, my dad, like we camped a ton growing up. Like we're always at like the sand dunes and we had a cabin and went fishing all the time. And, um, I was always closest with my dad. And my brothers so I kind of like tagged along more for all the fishing and all that stuff um, so were you kind of a tomboy growing up then oh yeah 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 okay yeah, cowboy sure. boots and all huh well you know I wore like I, I played basketball growing up and had like I don't know I was just total tomboy like I was always playing with the boys in the neighborhood and whatever and um and then I started fishing and I don't even remember when but it was before my oldest was born and I'd go in the mountains all the time just like with a, I'm not, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are, but with like a regular spinning rod and like Rapala's and I'd go yeah, fish the river right. and I loved it. And I'd go by myself. Um, and then it was maybe six or seven years ago, I went on a date with someone and he took me fly fishing and we didn't even catch any fish, but just being out there, being a part of the river and, you know, wading through that and being in the mountains and the constant movement um, of my fly rod, I was just like, I was done for. I was like, I love this. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, I've heard it's one of the most meditative things that you can get into is fly it fishing. Is, it's amazing. And I will tell you, most people, when they talk to me about fly fishing, they're like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm too, um, I get bored or I get antsy or ADD, whatever it might be. Um, and I think that it's 
one of my favorite places to go to because it's the only place my brain will calm instead of, mm-hmm. oh, I got to do this or that or kids or like, I just have to think about the river, where I'm waiting, what the fish are eating, you know, how I'm casting and my brain has to be present. And it is like, so in a way it is very meditative, I think. So it really forces you to be in the moment. Yeah. I love it. Yes. You need to try it. Have you not, have neither of you fly fish? No, I never have. I've I've done fishing at a river before. I've done fishing in a lake, um, but I've never fly fished. I think you and I talked about this a few years ago that um, I I would love to get out and have you teach me how to fly fish. I'm going tomorrow. We got to make that happen. (laughs) Great. I can't make tomorrow work, but the next day, let's make the next day work. I know. So, so do you get out and coach people on fly fishing on a regular basis or is a lot of what you're doing focused in on the education side with YouTube and some of these other companies that you're starting to work with? So more of it's going to be YouTube. I get asked all the time to teach people or to take them or to guide. Um, occasionally over the years I will. Um, but I just haven't, like I've taught at Cabela's, I've done their fly fishing seminars, um, some things like that, or working with companies, um, for posting like for photos, like if I send them photos with some of their products, they can use it in their social media pages or for their marketing. Um, but primarily my goal is to be doing more on YouTube. Um, okay. and so, I mean, by the time this airs, I'll probably be a lot more on there. Um, as far as like tips and how to get started and gear and how to tie it, you know, a certain knot or what flies and those kinds of things. And this is really um, an extremely expanding part of the outdoor community. I've seen more and more outdoor female influencers in the last year or year and a half than ever before. So talk a little bit about breaking into that that part of the influencer realm. What's that been like for you? So you mean like influencers in the outdoor industry with like more women? Yeah, outdoor industry, hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I'm loving it. Like I love it. I think that, um, I mean, that's a huge reason I think my page grew was because I'm a woman in the outdoors industry out there fly fishing. And originally when I started, like I was one of the first few on Instagram for these apps doing that. Um, But now it's starting to really take starting to grow. Right. And there's a lot more women doing it. And I think that there's also, um, I think there's a lot more women that are interested in getting out there and they want to, they want to learn how to fish or they want to hunt. And, um, it's just been really rad seeing that. And I think that people are seeing also that that's a really great way to grow an audience if you want to do that. So, yeah. And it's been cool to watch over the years how you've grown this, uh, you, you know, you focused on the fly fishing and that's grown. But it's it's very authentic to you, isn't it? Uh, the fly fishing and the outdoors. It's totally my thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so talk about women who may have, like in their mind, they think the stigma is that being out, uh, outdoors, fishing, hunting, those types of things, that it's only something that guys do. What would you, what, what would you tell them? What's funny is women usually pick it up faster than men do. Um, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me Why give you that's a great a, That's example. a story of your life. Women pick things but up. I, I just, <laughs> so it's funny because, you know, sometimes people are predisposed to something more than others. Uh, so right. I would just, my mind, my curiosity was like, oh, I wonder what it is. Um, it doesn't surprise me, though. 
it's a fine motor skill. There's a lot of beauty to this whole. You want to, you, know, you want to know what it is? In fly what fishing. is it? Yeah. It's genuinely the fact that more women are willing, like if I'm teaching you how to cast a fly rod, if I'm teaching a guy, for example, a lot of times they like want to cast it. They want to whip, like whip the fly rod. It's not about how hard you cast or anything like that. Right. right? But more or less guys are a little bit more um, impatient, impatient, a little bit more prideful okay. in that sense where women are okay to be like, Oh, I need to do it this way. Okay. And I can help teach them and coach them and get them going faster um, okay. than guys. I think typically, but, okay. and I mean, yeah, that's interesting because it's amazing. Read the same thing about golfers. About what? Golfers that, oh, that yeah. women golfers tend to pick up the swing better than men golfers. Yeah. Because they will they will adjust and adapt quicker than men. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Sorry, guys. So wow. you've gotten <laughs> into this, and you're t you you have um, really kind of opened up this door, this window for uh, for women. What's the feedback been from from women who are getting into fishing or fly fishing? What are they telling you? Um, I have tons of women that ask me to go out with them um, and teach them or to take them out. And I have tons of waders and boots and stuff. And um, I get such limited time for myself to go fish that when I, other people ask me to go, like as much as I want to go with others and teach them um, right now, I'm not like, it's, it's kind of my time. Like some people go to work out at the gym, right. Where that's their time for themselves. Um, fishing has kind of become lately my theme. Um, gotcha but I have a ton of friends of mine that are super interested in learning. And just today I was talking to um, one of my coaches about doing a video and bringing on like five or six of them to come out. And they're, they're women that are dolled up. They're super cute, super successful. You'd never be like that chick fly fishes. And they all have asked me to go and I'm just like super stoked to take them. Cause I think that they'll do really well with it and really love it. So That'll be fun. So yeah. let's talk about that. I think that's interesting you bring that up because I think you, when when people look at your page, um, they would maybe not look at you and say, hey, she's a she's a fly fisher. Mm -hmm. Because you bring in fitness, you bring in, um, you know, all, all sorts of the different aspects of what it means to be a, whim, a woman. Mm -hmm. um, so you can do it all, right? You can You can get out, you can get dirty, but then you can also get dolled up and like talk a little bit about how you have, um, you know, been able to expand your presence on social media by showing the different aspects of who you are. Yeah. Well, I think that a lot of um, influencers kind of stick to one specific category. Right. Um, and that, I mean, to be honest with you, Steve, this has been me. Like this, my page is a really authentic version of just me. Like it grew based on me being a girl that still loves to get dolled up. Um, and also loves to like hop in my truck and go hit like head for the hills. Um, mm. and so I think being authentic has been really key. And also I think that when I first started like my Instagram pages, for example, um, I had the fitness and then I had fishing and I can't tell you how many people coached me and told me that I had to separate them and I had to keep them separate always. And I just always had a hard time with that because it wasn't me. It was just, Hey, I have to pick this. I have to force it this way or that way. Instead of just being like, Hey, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going to write today. These are my stories. This is what I'm doing. This, what, this is what makes me happy. Um, you know, it's almost as if they wanted to segment you. It's almost put you in segments instead yeah. of looking at yeah. you holistically yeah. and on. The total woman is all these things. 
and you didn't want to be segmented to go like so that a particular group of people would look at this page and I get that I, that that yeah. makes sense to show you like you you're full circle yeah yeah, yeah. you're full circle I get that yeah totally. I've already gotten that from yeah all right I'm sorry no, 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 that's perfect. So what gave you the courage to just stick to your guns and say, this is me, this is authentically who I am? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty stubborn person <laughs> overall. So that's <laughs> that's the name relentless, there's, no, yeah. there's nobody's going to stand a chance. <laughs> so we're going to change the name to stubborn mama. It might be that. It might be. That might there be. That might be. Okay. Cause I, okay. I disagree with that. I had picked it. I picked driven. If, if you, if you couldn't have relentless mama, because I, I wrote it down, I was like, "Driven Mama Fitz House just as good." So I, I'm, I'm, I'm like stubborn with though. I love it. I was called stubborn for the majority of my life. In fact, I think I'm still called stubborn. So I'm with you on that. Yeah, I, I gotta get there. to know you more. I like this stubborn side. I'm like, how? Why? How are you stubborn? Yeah. Oh, stubborn with everything. I've got to win, like in every single okay. thing. Okay. Whatever it is, and and not necessarily like in a con in, in a conversation, but you know whether it's a new project, a, a creation of art or business, like I've got to win. I am as stubborn as it can be, and I will stick to it until I am either bloody or dead. Or we win. <laughs> I kind of love that, though. I think that's awesome. Like I love that. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know that it's always a good thing, but it uh, but it definitely works. So talk about the word relentless. Why did you come up with this idea of relentless mama? The mama we get, you're a mom of three. Like that's simple, right? Yeah. But what about relentless? Where did that come from? Um, relentless came from years ago. Um, I, you know, I haven't been asked that question. And I've had, like, I kind of have to think about that. I think just, I loved it so much. A friend of mine had, we had bracelets and they, they said relentless on them. We both did. I thought you were going to say you had braces. Okay. Sorry. I did have braces and headgear as a child, but um, yeah. no, uh, <laughs> we had these bracelets and they said relentless and it just felt so fitting to me. And I kind of just brought that word in and, and put that on my pages and on everything. And I'd say more so the last year, I feel like it's uh, become more of a lifestyle than anything yeah. for me and just a word that really represents that um it's such a cool word it's such a cool it word really is. Yeah, yeah you got the I, r the, the re is really hard re and then let list kind of gets soft this is a really good word yeah well yeah. i'm just like, living relentlessly like chasing what you want and like i just feel like i faced a lot of um adversity for a few years there and just consistently going after what i want and and just living my life that way. It's been really, it's just been really cool. The word means a lot to me and I, I probably could describe it better, um, but yeah. So, so I think so that should be our next shirt. What's what? that? That's the next shirt. I think we should, we should get permission from Jordan and say, can we put that on one of our t-shirts or our sweatshirts or our hats? Let's Relentless. Do Let's do it Relentless and we'll post them on my, on my website. All right. Yes. Well, it's got to be, be a tank top. It's got to, it can't be a shirt. It's got to be a tank top because Jordan works out. She fishes. Like it's got to be a tank top for sure. Okay. So yeah. it's a tank top. But I, we're all, we're all relentless or relentless mama. Cause I feel like you just got to put relentless on there. Right. Relentless. Yeah. Relentless. yeah I'm thinking that. I love the word yeah. though. Yeah. I love the word. So talk a little bit about being relentless. Now there, there's times in life where, um, 
shit just happens, you know, and, and challenges come at us where we don't, uh, we, we haven't expected it maybe, or maybe we even knew what was coming. Right. But how have you stayed relentless in the midst of those challenges? Um, stubborn, <laughs> like you said before. <laughs> the words go hand in hand. Um, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's, Unfortunate, my mm-hmm. parents as a child. <laughs> yeah, no, mine too. I, my parents told me that I was the only one of the five kids that they had to go to counseling over to figure out what the hell to do with me. Oh, for real? I didn't know that. Yeah, that stubborn son of a bitch. Where are you? I don't think they actually. What's that? Are you oldest, youngest? Where do you fit in in the five? Well, technically, I'm. Uh, well, I guess I'm in the middle. Right? I got two older brothers and an older sister, and then I've got one younger sister. But uh, so I'm kind of a middle. Yeah. Middle child. But stubborn. Yeah. So how did, how did, like, talk about how you've stayed relentless and stubborn through the challenges. Um, you know, this is probably sound cheesy, but just having kids, I feel like you have a lot, like you have little lives that depend on you to make things happen and to be the one that influences them and gives them a positive environment. And so my boys are probably a really big drive for me to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah you know, and, and to always maintain the best me that I can. Um, cause I know that they, they're watching, they're always watching. So. I love that. I, you know, I, I watched a video. I don't know what you, what you put it on, whether it was on a story or a post or something, but I watched a video of you cutting something. And then one of your little twins was taking yeah. it and putting it in the water, whatever the yeah. lemons or something. Is that, that right? Lemons. That was yesterday. Yeah. Or okay. Yesterday. I, yeah, I had to do a little bit of research before we had you on because I, I, yeah. I had to make sure that I was up to date on whatever was new in Jordan's life. Yeah. So I'm watching this. And how old is your little boy or your twins? Uh, my twins are two. And I call them oh my tornadoes because they're wild. <laughs> wild but controlled. In this video, I thought to myself, this little guy, when you would say, don't put your hand in there because mom was cutting. Mm-hmm. And he would pull his hand away and he would sit there. You would cut. Mm-hmm. And then he would, okay, is it okay, mom? Like, I know that. that was awesome. But kids change us. Kids totally transform us. Oh, yeah. And I've never met your twins, but I've met your oldest boy. And to say that he's a true gentleman is an understatement. I was so impressed when I talked to him. Um, talk about what it's like to be a single mom of three and talk a little bit about how you juggle everything. I mean, it's gotta be difficult. Um, yeah, I, I call myself the chaos coordinator. Um, <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I thrive, I actually thrive with that. Like, I feel like with twins specifically, I'm like, I was meant for twins. I just, I, I was like, I, I handle the chaos of three little boys running around and and they are very well behaved. All my boys are very, very sweet. Um, they just are very curious and very energized. <laughs> but I think just energizer bunnies. Seriously, they really are. If I could tell you some of the stuff my twins have come up with, or that like I call them the <laughs> escape artists too, because they can get through anything and figure out how to get anything. Top shelves, outside, doesn't matter. They're there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just juggling um, for I think during COVID. I find, found myself having to figure out um, how to do a lot more alone. Um, I didn't have a ton of help and uh, was doing a ton financially by myself and a ton just overall, right? And just trying to figure out how to make ends meet and, and create 
and drum up more business, especially with everything happening in 2020 that did to all of us. Right. Um, yeah. And still juggle the kiddos and it was hard, but I have amazing family and they jumped in and, um, I, you know, this last, the last few months, I, I have the best nanny ever that helps me a ton. Um, and like I said, I still work from home, so I'm still there with them most of the day. So if I want to jump in for lunch and I get to kind of take over or whatever, then I do that. Um, I just, I think everything I do is really more based around mindset that I don't know, like you just can't put it in your head that it's too hard. You kind of have to accept everything it is. Like if you have toddlers or you have five or six kids running around and it's like chaos, you kind of just have to learn how to love it and be a part of it and just accept it for what it is. And I think that's probably been one of my biggest strengths. Um, yeah. It's, it's funny how we, you know, it's interesting with all the guests that we've had. Um, a couple of themes um, I'm starting to be aware of. One, you said, yeah, at some point you realize that you're doing things all alone. Um, I've gone through that with this pandemic. Um, I, well, a lot of our guests talk about like all of a sudden you look up and you're kind of alone and you have to deal. The other one, what you said was a mindset. Um, a lot of people talk about the mindset. And I think it's really interesting. Steve and I talk about this. I have this little theory. I called it, I call it the cultural or the cosmic. The cultural are the things that you have to do in your life, you know, uh, relationships, kids, job, and this and that. And the cosmic is your existence. And I'm starting to realize that there are certain people who forget the cultural and they allow their cosmic selves to take over. And it almost sounded like that's what you do. It's like, there's something higher than this cultural stuff. I have to do it. Yeah. I'm, I am so into it that it, it almost, yeah. it, you, you can't put words on it. There are no words because it's just pure action. You show up, you act. And, and, and I'm listening to you talk and it sounds like that's who you are. I yeah. can't talk, really talk about it. I show up and I act. Yeah, that and I think, well, and I feel like I had this really, um, really cool experience recently that has shifted a lot of, a lot of, um, my mindset. I actually had uh -huh. a really good friend of mine hire me a business coach because he believed in me so much and what I've, and the ideas that I have and that I'm trying to grow and what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, and so he hired me this, this business coach and I was talking to him one of these days and he, I was like, you know, it's just so hard. I have twins. I'm doing this and I'm doing this by myself and giving him every excuse in the book. And he said, um, Jordan, you know, we all have these lies that we tell ourselves and we believe. And this guy is as nice as they come. And he's like, we all have these lies we tell ourselves. And he said, right now you're telling yourself something. What are you telling yourself? And essentially what he was saying is that um, I'm creating all these reasons why I can't get this done or why my situation is any different than anybody else's. And I loved that because it was almost his way of calling me out <laughs> and saying, Hey, like, I don't care what you have on your plate. If you want to make it happen, you're going to make it happen. You're going to find a way. Right. And that was yeah. really, I like, I really appreciated that. And I appreciated the raw yeah. honesty and just being able to say that. So yeah. that was really cool. Yeah, we all have bullshit in our lives, but it's a matter of whether or not we believe it that drives us. Right. Now you, you mentioned to this, uh, you mentioned that to me earlier about this business coach that really believed in you. Um, and that you said it was refreshing that he took you seriously. Um, I think it's pretty common 
in business that oftentimes women and their vision aren't taken seriously. Talk about the challenges you face with that. Well, I do think that's a real, a real thing or people see doing um, business like online, like as an influencer, which I actually have had a hard time saying influencer for years. I've always say content creator. It just feels better to me. I don't know why, but, um, there's a stigma with influencer. I mean, if we're being honest, right, there's a stigma with it. It doesn't mean you don't work hard. It doesn't mean that you don't have a true business. It's like a marketer, but it's just, for mm-hmm. some reason right now in our culture, there is a stigma around being a quote unquote influencer. Right. Which is so crazy to me because some of the best influencers I know, like I've been watching, I watch other pages or people that really um, inspire me. And I try to figure out kind of what it is they're doing. Like what, how are they making mm-hmm. that work? Who are they hiring? How are they running their business strategy and who's managing what and what blog posts and how are they handling different changing algorithms on different social media channels all the time. Like it's a lot and people don't understand that. It's a lot of data. There's a lot of data. There's a lot of behind the scenes. And I feel like sometimes maybe I even should show on my pages. I mean, how often I'm up late and I'm working and I have my boards and my vision boards, or I have employees that come in and help me um, and do different parts of editing or emails, you know, just little things that like, if I'm an influencer, I'm usually, I, I need to be the face, if that makes sense. Or I need to be yeah. out there creating content. I don't have time to be doing all of the, all of the other work that goes behind it, which is a ton. So, yeah. so social media is a tough game because like, I, I think about it like the old Jackass TV show. Do you remember Jackass? Yeah. Oh yeah. And how every once in a while they would, part of their segment would be that somebody would show up and they'd throw like a bag of shit in somebody's face or, you know, just something weird like that. And that's what social media is. Every once in a while, they're going to change the algorithm on you. Every once in a while, they're going to do something totally different. They're going to go in a different direction. So, you know, talk a little bit about as that, as that female who has the vision, you want to be taken seriously and yet you've got a few things against you culturally. There are some things against you when it comes to taking things uh, seriously. So talk about how you fought against that. Um, well, I think what's, you kind of have to be able to roll with the punches, especially being in the outdoor industry. Fly fishing, for example, it's a very male dominated sport. It's, I mean, mm-hmm. there's more women getting into it like we talked about, but it's very male dominated. Um, and you know, it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I had a really big fly fishing page repost one of my videos. And I had so much backlash on that page and on that video. Like some of the comments were just out really? of the But well, what I kind of things were they saying? Oh. <sighs> I mean, I should, I'm going to do a video about some of these because I screenshot them. <laughs> but just things about me being like, oh, you're using your, like, um, I can't even think of them, but like just another dumb blonde out there pretending to fish, or you don't know what you're doing, or mm. your casting is terrible, or, you know, just stupid stuff that was just silly. Right. But um, what's funny is like, and I mean, they got pretty bad, like they got really bad. And it was interesting because as all these people are taking time out of their day to comment on this post, all I could see was my analytics driving up 
because people are going to my page. And I was just like, Thanks. run with it. And I, I even, yeah, bring it on haters. Yeah. yeah and I, I emailed the page owner after and I was like, Hey, thanks for the post. And he's like, you bet. He's like, how many, I said, how many saves did you get off of that? And he's like, he's like, that's the biggest post I've ever had on this page. And it was, wow. you know, people don't understand that it's like good or bad. It's, you guys know Sean Whelan, right? Yeah. yeah. Sean does out there. He'll say stuff that pisses people off, but it, it drives right. analytics. Like there is a game to, to social media and you just have to be able to know what increases your, you know, those numbers and, and yeah. where you can Okay. So negativity drives it. Yeah. <laughs> negativity drives it. So that, but I, but I want to get real for just a second because that is part of the game being um, controversial, whether you want to or not mm -hmm. is part of the game, right? We all know that. So, but men and women take those things differently. I, I know, I, I mean, I know Sean, I've, ta I've had some conversations with Sean mm -hmm. and he's a really smart level-headed guy when you sit yeah. and talk to him mm -hmm. and then you hear some of his posts and like, yeah, he's poking the bear. Yeah, like of course he is. He is. Really, yeah. yeah. He's poking the bear to get some, uh, get some, you know, interaction with people. But biologically speaking, we're talking men and women, they respond differently to things just biologically, yeah. right? So seeing all of that negativity that's pushed towards you, how are you utilizing that? How does that, re like, I guess, first and foremost, how does that affect you? And then what are you doing to utilize it? Um, well, I think originally, like, not originally, but I mean, even recently, I posted stuff on fly fishing pages on Facebook where there's a few hundred thousand people a part of these, you know, little Facebook pages or whatever. And um, I'll post a video. And there's been times that people say stuff that really, really like is offensive and it's in the, in the kind of bandwagon and you don't see any positivity and you'll, you might see a ton of people hating on me because I'm a, an attractive woman in an outdoor sport and they're pissed off that I'm growing a page off of it. Like, you know, and so there's been times that I've, I'll, I'll go back and I'll be like, I had posted a video. Miles and I get that all the time. They're like, you guys are just two attractive women and you guys are just <laughs> doing this podcast because you're such you guys, hot ladies. <laughs> yeah. Right, Miles? The hate. Hey, oh, hey, the hey, hate. Miles, oh, keep your hate. clothes on. Keep your clothes on. All right. All right. So sure, keep going. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. And so I was just saying that like sometimes it, it can be hard to take that. And there's been times that I'll go and I'll end up deleting the post. And I remember one of these days I called a really good friend of mine who does a lot of fly fishing too. And I was telling him about this post I did. And I said, the comments were so bad. I took it down. And he says, why? He's like, you need to own it because he, and he's one of my best friends at Spencer Higa. He fishes a ton with me. And he's like, you just need to own it because we've been out fishing for years. And um, I was like, you're right. I, I just need to like be me and just be okay with it. And like, whatever people say, it doesn't, you know, sometimes it's business-based. Sometimes you say things and sometimes yeah, you say things because yeah. you really feel passionate about them. You know, if I post about um, any second amendment rights, my page will get, um, what's the word? I can't think about it. Uh, shadow bound. Or oh, I'll, yeah, yeah. we lose, yeah. if I say anything about masks, I, I'll lose a thousand followers, but then who knows, maybe the next day I'll gain 2000. Like you just don't know what's going to hit and what's not. And sometimes you have to be willing to, I feel like I have a platform of how many people on there. There's been times that I'm like, I want to share that I'm, I'm pro 2A and I'm, I carry, and I want that option. And I, you know, Trump or whatever, whatever your political agenda or view is. Right. 
Like sometimes you want to share that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, and you know, and that might mean that like I lose people off of that, but I'm okay with that. I'm getting off this podcast right now. Get out of here. Thank you. Get out. Get out. No Trump haters on here. Well, so you talk about shadow banning, and that brings up a kind of a larger conversation that in our day and age, in our society, we become so easy to get offended. You know, if you are a Trump supporter and I'm liberal, I hate you. If you are liberal and, um, you know, promoting anything in the liberal agenda, I hate you. I mean, it's just mind blowing of how much of this shadow banning and uh, cancel culture is out there. Yeah. So it's great to hear that you're kind of leaning into that because that's a really tough thing to do. I'll tell you, it was funny when this pandemic started, I got bored and I just started uh, posting a ton of jokes Mm -hmm. and I would get hundreds of views on the stories with the jokes that I would post. And then one day I decided to post a couple of jokes that I thought were really funny, but it was about the stupidity of what we're doing. Yeah. And how we're promoting putting panties on your face rather than actually getting out in the sunshine and eating healthy food and all the things that pe- that all of us in fitness know actually works. Yeah. But we're saying, no, put panties on your face and then walk around. That's going to be the thing. And all of a sudden, my views went from hundreds down to like 30. So and real. What, what in the world is happening? We are yeah. censoring all over the place. So it's it it almost makes it tough for the average human being, not just from a social standpoint, but just in daily interaction, like true social, to be themselves. Yeah. So how do they find that courage? You found some of that courage. How do other people find that courage? Yeah, well, and I feel like it it is hard. And it's I talked to a lot of uh obviously other influencers and people that have pages, right? But their livelihood is based off of this platform or a platform. And that can be really hard. There's been a lot of times that I've wanted to say something and I'm like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't. I'm usually the stubborn one and I end up saying something and then I get shadow banned or whatever. But I just feel like if you have that opportunity to, to be, even if you're the only one standing in the crowd, then do it. Right. I mean, I remember my, my 10, he was 10 at the time last year when COVID happened. And my son, I told him they'd, he'd have to wear a mask at school. That was like the rules. I don't, I'm not like a fan. I'm obviously not supportive of the masks and neither is his dad. And so he, you know, had heard our opinions and thoughts and um, which I'm supportive. If someone wants to do that, that's their choice, but I want my choice. Right. Um, right. I just thought it was really interesting. He came to me one day and he says, mom, what if I go on my first day of school and I don't wear a mask and I get sent to the principal's office? And I said, well, buddy, that's your call. I'll be there to pick you up. Amen, brother. Like, you I'll do, be there. You know, and you I just call me. Like, I'll be there. Too. I'll fight with you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to tell him not to or to. You know, I mean, that's so hard. Yeah. Kids need that social interaction. But yeah. he wanted to stand his ground. And he knew that that might mean that he gets in trouble. And I was just really proud of him for that, even though he might be the only one that does it. You know, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, what a what a cool experience. Yeah. Uh, we've had many of those conversations in my house. I'm not very opinionated. <laughs> yeah. So my kids are very docile and they have no opinions. Yeah, you give all. I'm sure you're giving off that vibe. <laughs> right. It's a very calm vibe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jordan, you've got a wide wide uh, array of interests. You you love fitness, you love fishing, you love the outdoors. 
Um, what advice would you give to women who are wanting to expand their current lifestyle? So maybe they have one or two things that they're interested. Maybe maybe they had a kid and they just at some point woke up and said, I need to become different than what I'm at right now. And I want to expand my interests. What advice would you give to them? Um, hmm. I feel like if they want to do it, then they should be all, all about it. Like, you know, you got to be the one that takes control of, of your life. And if you want to get out there and you want to hunt or you want to fish, freaking do it. Like, and I, I can't tell you how many women I talk to that they do hunt or they do fish and specifically as like as women that stay home or their moms and they want to do these things and enjoy their life. I'm like, you can make a business, like you could have a business from this. Like you can make a living just from posting what you love doing. And it doesn't even have to just be outdoors. It could be anything. Yeah. I feel like if a lot of, a lot of our world doesn't grasp that, like there's a ton of people that post and they have following, but they're not monetizing. But when people are real and they're authentic with what they want, even if they go on there and they're like, Hey, I just, you know, I want to get out there and I want to learn how to fish. I think they'd be surprised how many people would actually help them and be super supportive of it because 95% of people out there, they're, they're going to support you. Like they're going to be there to help you if you need, you know, whatever it is, golfing, like whatever you're doing, most people are pretty good about that. And, um, I think another part would be to surround yourself with people in the, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, like that's huge. Right. And, and for any of us in life, like if you're trying to build a business, if you're trying to, um, do yoga, like anything you'll, you'll, you'll ins like circle yourself with those people. And I feel like that's so big and so important to, um, and the key to success really. Right. So, yeah, you got to find your tribe. Yeah. Create your tribe. Yeah. yeah. We talk about yeah. that a lot. Create your tribe. Yeah. Miles, you're here. Where have you been? What do you mean? <laughs> Part of your tribe left. Yeah. <laughs> the tribe I've left. been quiet. You've been quiet, Miles. I'm like, wow, my house is really quiet. I almost texted you and I was like, hey, you here? <laughs> I, I'm not quiet. I, I thought I've been talking a lot. I mean, no. it really is it's the Steve Cutler show and I am the analyst or however you want to phrase it. But I, I thought I was right <laughs> in this. Yeah, how are you guys? How are you setting this up? How are you setting people Miles up? How are you picking people to do podcasts? <clears throat> yeah, how great question. So we're, we're all over the place in terms of how we uh, pick people because this this concept of personal <clears throat> evolution. We want people from all over. We want people who are accomplishing cool things. We want people who are interesting. And when we talked about it, we really said, okay, what? Who who are we? And then how do we become as authentic as we can be with this yeah. podcast? I mean, uh, yeah. Miles and I share an interest in art. He's a musician. I'm a painter. Um, but we share uh, we, we share that commonality. We love uh, philosophy. Food. We love reading. We love food. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many different things that we share. <laughs> yes, food poster, like they uh, always envy. They make me look like I have no, like, I'm like, how do you have time to cook like that? Like, oh. Oh, it's amazing. So it, it's it's not time, it's I. That's all it is. I just make sure when I'm putting food on time, the plate. Time's I, just make sure. yeah. <laughs> I, I take I take my time. That's really it. Yeah. And, Even and, and if you to... go back and you look at his macaroni and cheese plating that he does, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. This guy knows how to plate like no one else. It's about the presentation. 
I love you know, it. I, I get um I get I get uh, Steve knows this. I get Tiago three to four days a week, and his mother lives actually right around the corner. So I told myself when he comes over and I cook dinner for him, I'm gonna lavish it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time. I'm gonna plate everything. <laughs> yeah. And 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 hopefully, hopefully he'll get a sense of art through dinner. <laughs> now, what is what is is he like artistic? He's very artistic, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He yeah. is because his mother is a professor of dance, so he's around dance music. Um, he he he. One of the cool habits he picked up was he hunts for music because his mother's always hunting for music because she teaches choreography. Right. Well, Tiago will go sit in his room and go, you know what, I need to create a new playlist. So I'm going to hunt for some music. So he just goes and sits down. Yeah. Is that like when Elmer Fudd would come in? He's like, oh, we're hunting rabbits. Does he go into his room yeah. and say, we're hunting music? We're hunting music. We're hunting yeah. music. Yeah, and he just, he looks. And he'll come out sometimes and he'll ask me, Dad, what do you think of this? Or he'll find something new. Last week he found something in Brazil, and he came out. He said, "Dad, listen to this," and I said, "Yeah, you got to put that in the playlist." So he's artistic. He gets that from his mom. He gets it from me, and he's in a really artistic community. So he's Brazilian. He's, you got to send that to me. Yeah, he's yeah. I will. I will. He's yeah. all about it. Yeah. And Steve, you know, kids, how many kids do you have, Steve? Remind me. I've got What's three that? kids. You yeah, said three, three kids. Okay. And how old are they? Yeah. Again? So my oldest is 21, almost 22. I've got a 16, almost 17, and then a 15, almost 16. So we are, uh, we're moving into the latter stages of the uh, teenage years. They're becoming adults. Well, I'm excited about it. You know, it's interesting because when they were young, I was the coolest, funniest guy in the world. And then I became a dork. I was a complete <laughs> loser. And so I had to figure out how to not be a complete loser and a dork to teenagers. And part of what's cool about that is as I'm buying more motorcycles and we're getting yeah. out and doing more things like that, which I yeah. love, yeah. I'm not a dork anymore. Yeah. Uh, or I'm less of a dork, I guess. But no, I love it. I, I think it's a great progression in my life and in their lives. It's fun to watch them grow and expand it's also really tough too i mean there's yeah there's something i think all of us would agree as as parents relentless parents right we're going to hashtag that relentless parents now um that you you experience the heartache in a different way when your kids get older and i i feel you know we had a conversation with my oldest the other night and she is experiencing the I'm out on my own, I'm going to school, I'm working, and life is tough. And man, that just jabs right in the heart. Um, I can feel it. I remember what that was like. And uh, it, it's a great part of evolution. I think it helps us to grow as, as parents and as people. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, like you said before, being a parent really changes the game because you feel like you absolutely have to do whatever your goal is because the why at that point is the kids you've got yeah, to take yeah. care of them yeah yeah I, I could see that with my with my oldest he's starting to kind of hit those preteen years and not oh, a school yeah. anymore and i'm like oh man i try so hard i think i try too hard and <laughs> um it makes me just 
want to be there with my babies. I'm like, just they're little and they yeah. just get moms, everything. And they want to hold my hand. And it's just, I'm like, oh, I can't let this go. You know? It's yeah, like, you, get, it's, you have it's, to it's, change. With the kids, with the boys, it. it's the hormones. Um, Tiago's going through it now. He's 13 yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my boys too. The one thing that I do I, I, um, get frustrated at is that because his hormones are kicking in, he can kind of go into his little shell. Mm. And when he comes out, like the other night I was laying around watching some television show, he came out and he laid on my back and he just started hugging me. He does that. So he still has a certain amount of sensitivity left in him. He like, he's really cuddly and this and that. But when he's not there, he's That's going yeah, He's a teenager. yeah, that's I'm telling you, that's going know. away. Yeah. The other day when I was driving oh, my son, right. don't tell yeah. me that stuff. I'm not ready. <laughs> well, trust me, it comes back in in different times. But as teenager, I love my kids. I just don't always like them when they're teenagers yeah. at different yeah. points. Like we're going to uh, track practice the other day, taking my son to speed work, and I'm hearing about every ailment he has. Like he's some 75 year old that has, you know, the worst sciatica and every part of his body is falling apart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I said, look, I man, that. I said, you got two ways to do this. You're going to go to practice right now. Like we are going to arrive in about 10 minutes. Yeah. So you got two choices. Option A is you could stay with the, with the fixed mindset you've got, focused on how tired you are and how your body hurts. Option B is you could choose a different path. You can say, man, I'm grateful that my parents are paying for this. I am grateful that I've got one of the best coaches around. I'm grateful that I got a body that works. I'm grateful. I said, either way, this shit's happening. <laughs> but it's how you choose to look it. at it. How, because I'm dropping you off. Did he respond? Um, yeah, he was. A, I mean, he was just quiet. That's what teenagers do. They're quiet. Yeah. Now, right. fast forward two weeks. And I called him up this morning because he gets home from practice after I go to work. So I called him up and I said, hey, buddy, how was practice? He goes, it was good. And I said, good. Yeah, yeah, it was good. How are you feeling about it? You like it? Yeah, I like it. I like it. How are you feeling about your progress? Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> that is like fireworks are going off in my brain. I'm like, oh, angels are coming down from heaven. <laughs> And like, Steve, you have been anointed as a as a king father. Like that was the greatest thing in the world because yeah. that was all I was looking for is just progress, growth, yeah. right? Yeah. So it never happens in the moment, especially with the teenage brain. The teenage brain is and and oftentimes I wonder with teenagers if they just they've got a hinge on their head. I don't know if you've seen this yet with your oldest, uh, Jordan, but they start to develop this hinge on their head. You just got to look under the hairline. And what happens is they open the skull up and they take the brain out and they set it on the shelf when they go out for the day. And then they just go about their day. And then you're like, dude, what happened? Uh. And every boy does that. Uh. And yeah. at some point, like Miles is talking about, when Tiago comes over and lays on the back, that's when the brain goes back in the head. But I would say 90% of the time, teenagers just take, they open up that newly found hinge, they take the brain out and they set it on the shelf. Yeah. But, but they're going through them, so right? much. They are going through so much. And they're too young to articulate it. 
too young so to the hormonal it. changes. They're too young to understand it. So their yeah. answers. I was got to show up. Yeah, I always tease Tiago with the with, with when he gets into his modes where he only answers with me answers a question with one word. I just look at him and I go, "Yep, nope, yep, nope, yep, <laughs> yeah. yep." I'm gonna do that. Nope. I'm gonna use that because my son, he is just he is just a man of very few words. He's just very mellow, laid back, yeah. and and he's 11, right? He's he's so just easygoing and just you know yeah. whatever, good and. I, I, I'll be like, well, tell me something. Give me something. Like, give me something about your day. It was good. I don't know. I'm like, okay. I'm going to try that. Let's see if that works. This, I, if, so if, what if I, I do is remember, I'll go above and beyond with that. Whenever I get one word answers, I'm like, uh, okay, tell me more. <laughs> Rocky Road. And I'll just be as stupid as I can to reflect back the stupidity of the one word answer. I'm like, listen, I know you've got more inside of you than that. Yeah. Open up and tell me more. Yeah. Well, what if you did know? That's the thing. And my parents or my kids are like, I hate when you ask me that. I'm like, <laughs> I know. But what if you did know how you felt? What if you did? Well, you, and they, they tend to find it at that point. Yeah. yeah. So you want a secret? This is, and I find this works. And you might Here's not have time secret. for it. This is it. Whatever it is, the book, the secret? whatever it is they're looking at, you look at. Because television shows. Before? I like it. Yeah, television shows yep. become their mythology. Tiago yep. has me watching this show called The Invincibles. And I was wondering, like, why am I watching this? And I said to him one day, I said, why do you have me watching this? And he says, uh, he literally said, I like the father-son relationship. And I, and I just said, okay. <laughs> That's a goal right just, there. That's a goal. You give me some insight into this. That's so cute. the other so the other day, one of the episodes, the father literally beats the shit out of the son. And Tiago and I driving, I said, is that what you want me to do to you? <laughs> Baby, and, and, he daddy. Said, and he said, no, but it turned into this full-blown conversation. So we're in a car, yeah. and for the next 20 minutes, we're talking yeah. about the father and the son relationship. And I said, whenever he asks me to watch, I am going to watch. And then he, he has a reading assignment from school. I'm going to buy the books and I'm just going to read the books that he reads and then find ways to talk to him. You know, that's the cool thing about kids is they oh, send you in a direction. They send you in a direction that you didn't think you would ever go in. And, and, you know, that's how you play with them. Cause they basically, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm the dumbest guy on the planet, but I know a lot about engineering. And the reason I know it about engineering is my oldest daughter loves engineering. And so I started uh -huh. studying. So I started watching documentaries. I started reading books. Yeah. And like, what's this all about? Now I know a ton about engineering. I'm still really dumb, but I know a ton right. about engineering. I like and you can talk right. with her. And you can talk right. with her. That you, that you were really dumb? That you were dumb? Yeah. Well, you, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you kind of yeah. are. Yeah, you kind of are. Kind of. Wait, wait, wait. Does, that mean, does that mean I have to start playing Fortnite? Because I feel like that's how I'm going to get there. <laughs> so no, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan you got to play no. Night one or two times, and then you have to just like that's it, just so you know what it is, so you know where they're I going know. and what they're doing. Yeah, yeah you don't have to play. Hey, Jordan, you know what you do? You go on YouTube, you pull up Fortnite, you find out who the characters are, you look at a couple of landscapes, and then you start asking Bentley questions. Like yeah. that. And that like will that. open him, it'll yeah. open right up. Just you don't need to play it. Just look at all the characters that he has to swipe through because they'll have all these characters. And, and 
here's your yeah. common here's your common um um your common thread with Bentley. Kids on Fortnite love all the guns because they have so yes. many different guns. Yeah. If you go up in levels, oh. you get these yeah. different kind of guns and all kinds of pistols and flamethrowers. And so you're a Second Amendment woman. So there, there's your connection to him right I there. I know. I'll tell you well, what. He does I, have fishing too, so we can vibe. He just doesn't fly fish as much. <laughs> yeah. I came home with a new shotgun one day, and Johnny looked at me and goes, Dad, did you just get the – and he starts naming off what I got. I'm like, uh, That's awesome. How the hell do you know that? He goes, That's, That's right. my favorite gun on Fortnite. I'm like, oh right God. on, dude. Let there me teach go. you how to use it. Yeah, we're all it's in. Good. It's so different, but I just, I, so I just moved into a new house and we have, um, like my neighborhood is so rad. We have, and I don't know why I'm thinking just gaming and kids and gaming that like, this is now like how they all like interact. Right. So, which I normally would be so anti-gaming in my home, but like, I've just tried to give Bentley a sense of normalcy in some sense. Right. Like with some other kids and be able to do those things. Um, but I love my new neighborhood because you'll look out front and you will see the bikes out front too. Like these kids are riding oh, bikes, yeah. they're doing night games yeah. every night. And I'm like, Those oh, ladies. still some of it. <laughs> yeah. Make yeah. him watch Stranger Things and then tell him that's how life used to be. That's what I did. <laughs> I've never seen that. <laughs> oh, you gotta watch it. That was my that was my life growing up when these kids would drop off the bikes in the front of the house. It's such right. a great, such a great yeah. show. The good memories, yeah. right? I'm like, that makes me so happy when I see that or all the little boys in the neighborhood come around. They're like making a mess in my house. I don't know. There's like a lot of joy in that to me. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's out with his well, friends Joe- now. Yeah. He, he's no longer on the games. He, he'll he Occasionally he will go play. But now that everything has kind of gotten back to most, mostly gotten back to normal around here. Tiago comes home from school. He drops his book bag off. He jumps on his bike. And I said, where are you going? He goes, oh, I'm just going out. I'll be downtown. And because it's a really small town. Ohio, Miles, because Ohio sucks. We're more normal in, U- in Utah than Ohio because Ohio is not great. Yeah, I vote, Miles, you need to come back to Utah. It's time. If Amen. I didn't have the 13-year-old boy, I would be back in Utah. I take, I take hey, it back. You need to be there. <laughs> I, I love Utah. You guys know. Anyway, go ahead. Jordan, last couple of questions we've got for you. I want to kind of do a rapid fire here as we wrap up. Um, so let's talk real quick. I want you to give me just like a, a one word or a one phrase answer on some of these. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So let's talk disruption. When it's time for you to disrupt your life to spark new growth, how do you do it? Go fishing. Love it. How have you evolved over the years? Mm, I think as I've gotten older, I've um seeing that i have the ability to choose what i want my life to be and i think that's been Choice. super powerful beautiful as you've evolved what is something that you used to believe that you no longer do oh what a great question this is going to sound cheesy but that i have limitations Ooh, i love that there is no limitation are there habits routines or rituals that you use to continually progress your life um I think that uh, always coming back and being present with my boys, like in the moment, something small and just enjoying that, just that moment of simplicity and what really matters and connecting with them. Wow. Yeah. Being being present. Beautiful. Beautiful. Last one. How do you tap into your innate creative power? 
Fishing. It's going to be my answer to like everything, I swear. <laughs> everything is fishing. How do you connect with your boy fishing? How do you eat fishing? No, it's just, it's like my happy place. Why do you wear cowboy boots? I like the gym. I like fishing. I like the gym too, but it's just being in the mountains. Like just, you know, a lot of people like the outdoors, right? It's my place. Yeah, I, yeah. I love the gym. It's one of my favorite places. But if I'm going to connect with myself, reconnect with nature, reconnect with that internal spirit, it's out in nature. So I'm with you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Well, and on that note, folks, it's time for us to wrap up another Evolve podcast. We want to thank our guest, Relentless Mama, Jordan Jones, for follow, or for joining us today. And my co-host, Trump Miles. We've had a great conversation today. I love how all of your physicality on this episode, Miles, whenever I say those things, no one can see it because this is an audio podcast, but you're still. You can see it. Jordan can see it. I can That's see it. for you guys. Oh, That's I didn't know that you guys. And this is not going to be a video. Oh, that would have been so Go much easier, you guys. No <laughs> Trump miles. <laughs> well, guys, we've had a great conversation today. We hope that you, our evolutionary listeners, took something with you that will help you on your personal evolution. Now, Jordan, what's the best way for people to connect with you and follow your personal evolution? Um, I think just go to my, uh, you can go to any of my social media platforms or just my website, relentlessmama, M-O-M-M-A dot com. And I think YouTube is going to be what I'm going to be growing the most, but Instagram, everything, every platform, I'm just relentlessmama on. So you can't, can't really miss me. <laughs> okay. Relentless mama. That's great. I just well, put you uh, up on my page. Oh, you did? There you go. My, I'll go repost I'll it. You on my page. And I got well. Look at I got I got one like already. What? Woo! I need to go get a second. <laughs> Is it your own? <laughs> well, thanks, Jordan, for joining us. And uh, hey, folks, don't wait. Go right now and smash the stars on the rating of whatever app you're listening to the Evolve Podcast on. Your great ratings help us to book even more amazing guests like Jordan on the podcast. Miles, what's new at Evolve? Oh, folks, get on over to the shop. Get on over to the shop. We've got so much gear now. We've got the all types of T-shirts. We've got hats. We've got uh, water bottles, mugs. Right now, it's just a fun place to go shop and pick up something that speaks to your soul. So get on over to the shop and pick up something. Awesome. You guys, remember, it takes time and consistency to evolve. But first, you have to disrupt in order to evolve your mind, evolve your body, evolve your soul and evolve your tribe you are fantastic and now it's time for you to get out there and evolve and evolve <laughs>